When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports Primetime from the Zen Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I am proud, as always, to be presented to you by the great people at Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. ZenSports.com for more information. The law offices of Amanda J. Gentry, wherever justice demands, Amanda J. and her team are there to serve you and protect your constitutional rights. Go to amandajgentry.com for more information. And True Math Fitness in the Gulch, truemathfitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. No workout ever recycled or repeated. Go to truemathfitness.com for your first workout free. A lot of moves happening around the league in the NFL coaching carousel. Mike McCarthy is a non-move. Mike McCarthy is being retained, though I did think it was funny. Um, Lucas sent this to our group text uh, for the radio show that we have between Bert and Lucas and Jackson and myself. A tweet from Kevin Clark, who says there has never been a coach as pre-fired as Mike McCarthy next season. You think you've seen pre-fired guys. Bears John Fike, Bears John Fox. Mike Malarkey generally, Ron Rivera this year, but no one has ever been this pre-fired as Mike McCarthy is right now. It's a, it's a funny thing, but it does mean that there's still only seven job openings, eight total teams made changes with their head coach, including the Patriots, who had their announcement press conference for Gerard Mayo today. It is something that is worth kind of paying attention to as we talk about candidates that are going to be available and jobs that might have taken away attention from the Titans job opening that they currently have. Now there is some of this stuff that I think is going to bother people. Like for example, the predictions that were made on ESPN.com about who is going to be the next Titans head coach. I thought that was a pretty interesting case study to see how you all would react. But the question that I want to ask you is this on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch uh, in the comment section, if you would be kind enough to uh, interact with us there. When you heard the name Aaron Glenn today as the next Titans head coach, when you heard the name Aaron Glenn as the ESPN prediction, what was your reaction? Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is something we're going to talk about together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Joey Parkhurst says Aaron Glenn is a knockoff Vrabel would be a massive step back. I don't know how you can say that definitively. Aaron Glenn has never been a head coach. I don't know that you know Aaron Glenn, Aaron Glenn personally, Joey, but um, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. I imagine there's going to be a lot of negative comments that way. Stephen King just making barf face emojis, as is Dylan Cole. Titan Maximum says barf on YouTube. Yuck, says Evan James. No go for James Lunsford on, uh, on Facebook Live where Preston Davidson says, Aaron, who? LOL. Yeah, he's the uh, Lions defensive coordinator. He's the less famous of the two Lions coordinators. Uh, we do uh, have a little bit of news as far as coaching openings are concerned. 
Diana Rossini is reporting that Nick Sirianni will meet with owner Jeffrey Lurie and will be expected to have a plan for how he is going to improve the Eagles. This will include a pitch on potential new coordinators and assistant coaches per sources. This is why coaches around the league have been contacted. So doesn't sound like Sirianni is going to be fired, but he is going to have to make a pretty good uh, presentation to his current boss. So keep an eye on that. But while the Eagles still have a head coach and the Cowboys still have a head coach, the Titans do not. Um, Aaron Glenn, what was my reaction? I said, okay, that's that's fine. Aaron Glenn's been around the league for a, for a long time. He's a defensive-minded head coach, which really is the only knock that I can that I would have against him. Um, I don't think that it should be considered a knock. I think that anybody uh, anybody is capable of hiring the right offensive coordinator, but it is harder to do. It's harder to retain that continuity, that level of success as an offense when so many offensive coordinators get picked off for head coaches, head coaching jobs. And it's easier to have an offensive minded head coach who is called plays in the league or who is uh, wanting to, who is wanting to uh, have an opportunity to call plays as a head coach where he might not have as a coordinator. I, I think it's, I think it's okay. Like it's nothing. It's, it's definitely not the first pick that I think a lot of Titans fans would have, but if Aaron Glenn is capable of putting together a staff that helps the quarterback succeed, even if he's a defensive minded head coach, I'm good with that. Like I, I don't, I don't have as harsh a reaction as many of you, as many as, as many of you did, but we'll get into this together right after I remind you that two rivers Ford presents your two rivers Ford take quality American made Ford vehicles and award-winning customer service. You can go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. You can shop online at tworiversford.com. No matter how you like to shop, Two Rivers puts you in the driver's seat. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com, like I mentioned. Effort uh, says BF, hire Urban Meyer. Um, Josh Sabata says, would be more interested in coordinators that these coaches are going to bring with them, which is, um, you know, what what we don't know. We don't. We have no idea what Aaron Glenn's staff would or would not look like. Uh, Preston Davidson says he doesn't want a mid-level defensive coach. Well, you, you, that I don't really get caught up in how good or bad of, of a coordinator they are. Like, I just think that's such, it's not low on the list of, of things that you should be looking for, for your next head coach. But like being a head coach has so little to do with being a coordinator that it just, it doesn't really like it doesn't move the needle for me. Now it helps guys get recognized. And I think it I think it says something about guys like Aaron Glenn that he's getting recognized for head coaching opportunities without being some kind of exceptional defensive coordinator. I think it speaks to the person that Aaron Glenn is. I think it speaks to the level of uh culture that he's been able to help build as a part of Dan Campbell's uh uh thing in Detroit. He's a better DC than Vrabel. Stats don't lie, says Corey D. Jackson. Well, um, this year, and I know Bowen was the defensive coordinator for Tennessee this year, but this year the Lions defense is worse in every statistical category than is the Titans defense. But you're right. Mike Vrabel was not a good defensive coordinator. Mike was a good head coach. He's a good head coach. You don't have to be, um, you don't have to be a good coordinator to be a good head coach. You don't have to be, a a, a, a bad coordinator to be a bad head coach. I think that there's a lot of this stuff that just depends on the pers- person and making any judgments on the person that Aaron Glenn is with no knowledge of how his interactions went on, on how he 
operates in Detroit. Like, don't rule out the defensive guys just because you want a quarterback. Um, MB says, thanks, Buck, thanks for pointing out what is so obvious to me. Who cares what they did as a coordinator? Question mark, question mark. They're being hired as a head coach. That's that's my thing. Um, it's but I, that's not obvious to people, right? I, I I don't think that, and I don't think it has to be obvious to people. I think it's okay to point it out. It's just to me, it, you are the job is so different. The job that you're being hired to do is so different, and that doesn't that doesn't mean that you shouldn't hire first time head coaches, right? That's that's not what it is. If if there's any argument that I'm willing to accept against a defensive coach or a defensive coordinator or a linebackers coach the way that Antonio Pierce is, it's that the league makes it so much harder to hang on to your offensive play caller. But there's no guarantee that you're going to hire a good offensive play caller if he's going to be your head coach. And by the way, there's no guarantee that the offensive play caller that you hire will be the person that calls your plays. Brian Dayball was hired because he was a good offensive coordinator, right? Now things have devolved in New York, but that that is what it is. Brian Dayball doesn't call the plays in New York. He delegated that job. The whole reason, I mean, not the whole reason, but a huge part of the reason that Dayball got the Giants job is because of what he did as an offensive coordinator. And then he immediately turned those duties over to Mike Kafka. So there's no guarantee that this person that you hire is going to call your offensive plays. It's just something to keep in mind. And these are things, these are questions that they'll have to answer. Um, these are, uh, these are, uh, these are things that, you know, only Amy Adams Strunk and Rand Carthon and Burke Nihill, who's the Titans team president, who will be, I'm sure, a part of these meetings and the search firms and things, things like that. They'll ask those questions. Do you want to call plays? Do you, have you called plays before all these different things? But it's just, uh, it's just, there's no guarantees with any of this. And so defensive coordinators ruling them out immediately as head coaches is, is a bit of a, you know, I think, I think it's just a failed notion. Um, it's, or it's a, it's a misconception about how this search should be done as opposed to the way that you hope that it's being done, which is with more nuance than, oh, he calls offensive plays, hire that guy. They're super successful. It just, it just, it's not, it's not as turnkey as I understand a lot of people want to make it. You want offense, you want points, you want to see Will Levis do well. I, I'm 100% in your camp. I'm with you there. I just think that whomever you hire, you, there's, there's so, there's really not that many of these dudes that actually call their own plays. So I think that's just something that people get caught up in. Um, you can have head coaches. I think any head coach that you hire, needs to have a, a fundamental knowledge of both sides of the ball. The thing that I think they need, well, and we're going to talk about this as far as traits that they need to replace. If you fire Mike Vrabel, that's fine. But there is one quality of Mike Vrabel that absolutely has to be replaced here if you're going to move on from Mike Vrabel, as they already have. That's fine. We'll we'll talk about that here in just a second. Right after I remind you that the Primetime Show is presented by the Law Offices of Amanda J. Gentry. AmandaJGentry.com is where you go for more information. She will go wherever justice demands her and her team are there to protect you from having your constitutional rights violated. Nobody wants to be in that position. Nobody wants to be ill-informed. Amanda will make sure that you are informed about what your constitutional protections are, how they are being infringed upon, if they are in fact being infringed, infringed upon, and protect you to the max. AmandaJGentry.com for more information.
So my personal favorite, um, David Dandy's asking, when do you think we'll have a new head coach? I, you know, probably not for, I'd say about two weeks. What they start in-person interviews in six days. Um, yeah, so six days is when they can start doing in-person interviews, start doing second round interviews. You know, they'll they'll need a head coach before they go to the senior bowl, but that's, you know, that's three weeks away. So yeah, I'd say two weeks is a pretty good timeline for for the next head coach based on how the NFL rules are structured. They could have one in less than two weeks, but they have it, it's gonna take at least till the twenty second to, to where they can start interviewing their second round of of interview requests uh in person as opposed to on Zoom. So you're kind of at the mercy of the NFL's hiring structures. Um, here is here is what you are going to need in your next head coach. My personal favorite of these candidates is Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce is a former linebackers coach. He's an interim head coach. He's probably going to end up back with the Raiders. But I thought Adam Shine of Sirius uh, Sports Sirius XM did a good job of kind of outlining all the different ways that Antonio Pierce would make a good head coach, provided that he have a few adjustments um, with how he handles the in-game type of stuff. A clear direction for the Raiders. And if you're going to keep Champ Kelly, who is so well-respected, and make him the permanent general manager, you're going to keep Antonio Pierce, who obviously the team played brilliantly for him, played hard for him, and I love Dave P as a player. He's super smart. I do think he needs to learn a bit more in terms of some in-game management, but I feel confident that'll come. I mean, he talks all the time to Marvin Lewis and to Tom Coughlin, and he's motivated by it, and the <clears throat> players love him. Devontae Adams has endorsed him. Max Crosby has endorsed him. And if this team gets a quarterback, and they must be in the quarterback business. Starting quarterback for the Raiders in 2024 isn't on the roster right now. Raiders can absolutely be a playoff team next year. Like, I, I don't even hesitate. Got to make sure Josh Jacobs comes back. And what a concept. You know, he's ready to go for training camp. They wasted the old regime, Ziegler and McDaniels, a, a wonderful weapon and a great dude in, in Josh Jacobs when they messed around and found out with regards to the franchise tag and the contract. And that kind of took the train off the tracks in addition to, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and everything that went into that stupid equation. I mean... You know, you signed Garoppolo and he wasn't healthy. I mean, remember the, all the... Okay, so it's a bit of a tangent there that Shine goes on about the Raiders, but the point about Antonio Pierce is the big takeaway. I, that is, that of, of the people that they're interviewing, and listen, I don't have access to the interviews. I don't get a copy of the Zoom call after they do them. All these different things. Antonio Pierce having experience as a head coach matters here. I'd probably say Antonio Pierce, Dan Quinn, one and two um, for me, because I think having done this job matters. They're both defensive background guys. I don't really care about that because I think that what you have in the ability to manage a situation, to hire good people, to have relationships across the league accounts for more than just being the hottest name on the coaching cycle. Now, should that prevent you from hiring an offensive-minded head coach if you feel like he blows you out of the water with the interview? That's only something that Amy Adams Strunk and Rand Carthon and everybody else who's involved with the hiring process can answer, but ultimately it's Amy's decision. 
Stephen King says, Buck, please, God, stop. Why? Because the two top candidates that I have or that I want are two defensive-minded people? Um, no, I think it's fundamentally ignoring what this job is. And uh, Jared Morris says, we don't want a retread. We want a new a new tire. Well, I don't know what they can do for you if you have a flat, uh, Jared. Perhaps, uh, you know, maybe call your, your local AAA as far as your new tire uh, goes. But um, for your new hire, I mean, retreads can be bad. Retreads can not pan out. There are plenty of examples of retreads not succeeding, and there's plenty of examples of retreads succeeding at the highest levels. Pete Carroll was a laughingstock before he became the most important coach and the most accomplished coach in the history of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not saying that uh, that um, I'm not saying that Dan Quinn or Antonio Pierce is going to be the next Pete Carroll. I'm just saying that retreads experience should not be a mark against you. Experience is a benefit to you. There's so many other things that go into this job besides just coming up with a good offense. So that is what it is. I value that experience more than I value the ability to put up points with CJ Stroud and Laramie Tunsil, the ability to run the football with Detroit's offensive line, right? Because you don't get those guys. You get the coach. And I think that the coach, without all the pieces and parts that are in place, it matters so much less to me who they hire than who they draft or who they sign in free agency. The players are infinitely more important than the coach. Infinitely more important than the coach. There is something, uh, th- this is a player's league. That, and I know, you know, you guys get tired of hearing Mike Grable quotes, but like that's one that really matters. It's one that holds true. It's one that you saw blow this thing up here as a part of it. Players matter so much more than the coaches do. I don't know what Bobby Slowick's going to look like without C.J. Stroud. I have no idea what Ben Johnson is going to be capable of doing without Detroit's offensive line. I know that it helps to have both of those things at their disposal. So it starts with the draft and the free agency, who they get to manage all of those things and put those players in position to succeed um, is secondary to the talent that they add. I think that's, that's, that's what the, that's at the core of the argument for any of these people. You have to be confident, and obviously the head coach comes first because now, you know, at a senior bowl and combine and all this stuff, like they can't have the coach until they put the, or they can't have the players until they hire the coach. But it's just, it's not, it's so secondary to me, this head coaching hire, even though it's going to get a lot of headlines, it's going to be interesting to a lot of people. This is a person who's going to be a big part of the front-facing component of the Tennessee Titans organization for years to come. That's just, that. that is what it is. Uh, we have no idea what any of these guys will look like as head coaches, to be honest. Well, we do know what the two guys who have been head, that's my point, top tier. You do know what the two guys who have been head coaches will look like to an extent. How much they've learned from those experiences, how much they can grow within those roles in Quinn and Pierce. Only they can answer that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm more comfortable with, a head coach that's done it than a coordinator who has no idea what kind of world he's getting ready to step into, right? It's just personal preference. Those things could change again. These uh, Slowick or Johnson or who's another offensive coordinator? Uh, oh, I'm blanking on the Eagles, on, on the Eagles offensive coordinator. 
Um, damn, it's also a Johnson. I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> phrasing. Uh, it's <laughs> what's the name of the? Is it Tim? Tim? Damn, I'm blanking on the name of the Eagles. A Callahan is another one. Jared Morris says, "What is the name of the, somebody in the chat? Please, God, help me out. What is the name of the of the Eagles' offensive coordinator? Brian Johnson." Is it Brian Johnson? This can't possibly be right. Bert is sitting there helping. Yeah, no, it is Brian Johnson. Okay, good. Brian and Ben. I knew that there were two Johnsons that were interviewing for the job, phrasing again, but um, yes. That, and there's also the Panthers OC uh, as well. Okay, so I'm glad we got that. Uh, I'm glad we've got that figured out after much struggles on my end. Thank you very much for your help. Uh, and Bert just says it's Hugh. No, it's not Hugh. <laughs> not helpful at all. All right. Uh, let's move on and let's talk about, uh, well, Tennessee tactical says, but can this team be fixed? Sure. I mean, of course, of course this would be, look how, look how easy it was to fix the Texans. They sucked for a while. They got a good quarterback. They got a head coach who seems like he's competent and all of a sudden they're in the playoffs and winning the division. It's just that easy. Winning covers up all the shitty parts of your organization. Every organization has shitty parts. Every organization has dysfunction. Every organization has people playing politics. Every organization has um, ownership that makes decisions that may be more emotional than they are practical. In this case, I think that a lot of you guys have been accusing Amy Adams Strunk of doing something that seemed to be grounded more in emotion than it was in practicality, but it's her thing. She gets to make that call, right? Left tackle fixes a lot of your problems here. It really does. Will Levis can look a lot more like C.J. Stroud if he's got time in the pocket to uh, to deliver on some of these passes, the skill position players are secondary to the offensive line. It's in, in order of things that they need to get right this offseason. Offensive line, cornerback, head coach, wide receiver. That's that's kind of my tier of things with where, where they're at and everything that they need to get corrected moving forward. Now, obviously, some of those things are going to come before others uh, out of order from the way that I want them, but, you know, that is... Uh, that's just the way that the league calendar works. Um, Cordy Jackson says, again, Mike Vrabel was not a head coach before he was hired. He was 30th as a defensive coordinator. All these guys will be unknowns. Maybe we can hit lightning in a bottle. Yeah, but I don't, I don't like the idea of lightning in a bottle. Like light, light, lightning, in a, <laughs> lightning in a bottle is, uh, is the smallest percentage chance. Like maybe you can hit lightning in a bottle is not the way is not a feasible way that I would want anybody conducting a coaching search. Um, and again, I understand that you're not, you're not saying that that's your qualification, like hire an offensive guy. Maybe you hit lightning in a bottle. That's not what Corey's saying at all. And I don't want to take his comments out of context. Um, but you know, don't, don't leave, don't leave so much up to chance just because you think the thing, because you're trying to follow a trend that you may not necessarily have the best grasp of, um, is my point with all this. And I think that those offensive play callers, there's a lot of variance, um, uh, there's a lot of variants that you just can't account for. Okay, so speaking of uh, things that are accounted for, Mike McCarthy is apparently going to be the next head coach or the retained uh, as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys with one year left on his deal. Fair or foul, the Cowboys keeping Mike McCarthy. We'll talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch right after. Uh, I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Zen Sports. Download the app, plug in the promo code ATOZTN and get up to $1,000 on your no danger first wager. ZenSports.com will get you in position to succeed with all your favorite major sports. Download the app, plug in that promo code, get up to $1,000. As I said, terms and conditions do apply. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line 1 800 889 9789. 
fair or foul, Mike McCarthy being retained as the Cowboys head coach. Uh, Jonathan Hernandez says the Cowboys suck. Who cares? Well, they made it further than you did this year. Um, fair, says Jonathan Caverly. They need a new quarterback, not a new head coach. Dak played really poorly in that playoff game. That is, uh, that, but it's harder to get out of Dak's situation than it is out of, uh, out of McCarthy's situation. Um, there is, doesn't surprise me from Travis Ford. He says that the Cowboys, doesn't surprise me that the Cowboys kept him. It kind of does surprise me. They got embarrassed. Jerry Jones does not take well to being embarrassed. And I thought that he would be a little more emotional in his decision-making. Um, but the Cowboys continue to do Cowboys things. And Jerry kept Jason Garrett way longer than he should have. Seems like he's going to keep Mike, Mike McCarthy far longer than he should. Uh, Josh Sabata says death, death taxes and Cowboys choking in the playoffs. It does seem to be a trend that has been my entire 27, 26 of my 30 years of life. The Cowboys have been relevant uh, other than, you know, they're famous. They're famous. They're the most glamorous team in football and they don't do anything to justify that in 26 of the last 30 years. Uh, fair or foul? I think it's fair. Um, I like that Jerry has a degree of patience. I do think that, you know, he does become, as as Kevin Clark pointed out on Twitter, the most pre-fired coach in the league next year because it's not like they're extending him, so he's only got one year left. Uh, some of the in-game stuff with McCarthy is problematic, but again, it doesn't matter. Your head coach matters almost less than your coordinators do right now, and I think Dallas has the ability to attract a lot of talent, um, not just as far as players, but as far as coaches go as well. All right, rising and falling. We'll wrap things up. Whose stock rose, whose stock fell this week in sports. We'll get to that right after I tell you that the best place to work out, I'm sure you've been sitting inside for far too long. I'm sure you're getting a little creaky, a little achy. Maybe you're getting a little thick around the middle because you've been eating foods uh, that help keep you warm, help you kind of pack on that uh, pack on that extra insulation that you need in this nine-degree weather that we got here in Middle Tennessee if you are ready to get those extra pounds that you have picked up over the holidays or the snow days off TrueMathFitness.com is the place to get your first workout free group workouts, boot camp style classes that are awesome. That push you that are convenient for you based on your schedule and the time frame that you have to work out. It's not easy to fit a workout in during the day. TrueMathFitness gets you in and out the door in 40 minutes. They are the best coaching staff. They have the best facility conveniently located in downtown Nashville and they will put you in position to succeed. A new way to work out for the best version of you. Go to TrueMathFitness.com. Whose stock rose? Whose stock fell this week in sports? I saw some love for Dalton Connect. Uh, the Vols getting a win at home last night over Florida. He was phenomenal again. Dalton Connect is a, a true blue bona fide scorer. He's trying to play himself into being a first-round pick in this upcoming NBA draft. He's got a crazy, crazy background. Uh, working his way up through having no offers uh, in college, going to play in JUCO, and uh, ultimately finding himself at Tennessee as their primary option as a scorer. He's been phenomenal. Um, uh, rise, uh, rising, says Remy Jamin, Rand Carthon. Certainly uh, a rise in his responsibility, how he, how he makes these decisions or how he goes about making these decisions is ultimately what he will be judged on. Eric Alonzo says stock down KB. I agree with that. That's a really, really difficult thing to uh, a really difficult thing to see uh, at the tail end of Kevin Byard's career, and he's only thirty, which is, you know, safeties can play longer 
than 30 years old. KB's KB's had a drop off that's been notable, and that's uh, that's unfortunate for him. Titans legend Matt Lafleur says Lone Star Titans stock up. Yes, Matt Lafleur, Jordan Love, stock up. Getting through the wild card round, embarrassing the Cowboys, and getting ready to play at San Francisco as the seven seed against the one. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a fun divisional round. Speaking of divisional round, the new episode of the install is out with Greg Cosell breaking down all of these four games for you guys to consume. It's a great deep dive into how each team is going to go up exploiting various matchups. I think it's helpful for gambling purposes as well to kind of inform you on a variety of different things football-wise that can help you make better gambling decisions. That's something that uh, a lot of the a lot of people have reached out to me about that it's helped them with their gambling ha- not with their gambling habits necessarily, but helped them with their gambling strategy that podcast once a week, which is not something that Greg or I intended, but that's great if it's helping you do that as well. So check it out in your podcast feeds. Check it out on the 104.5 The Zone YouTube channel. Uh, and uh, that will be uh, something that you'll enjoy. Have a great rest of your night. Radio show tomorrow from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. We'll talk more about these candidates. They're interviewing Dan Quinn tomorrow. And we'll vet Dan Quinn for you on the radio show from 10 to 1. See you guys then on 104.5 The Zone. And have a great, safe, and warm rest of your evening. Oh!